0: I
1: like that top. I like that. My mother got it for me. I like oh,
2: it. Yes. No. Oh, yes. The old scrolling scroll crossbones. It was
1: more just like, what fat thing can we get on Amazon?
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: That's not a tablecloth.
2: I feel you. I, I was, I was <laughs> watching something on TV where this lady was like, I was around for the time when all the plus size clothing had awkward embellishments either rhinestones or flowers or yeah. something like that and then i thought about it oh my gosh i had so many of those shirts yeah i mean me
1: and roscoe were talking the other day about like growing up in the 90s and stuff and having our jeans all say husky oh wow
2: yeah, husky. the husky jeans
0: <laughs> oh the husky jeans my jeans just guy. said men's cuz i was too tall <laughs> you know you know i'm loading to me 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 i am loading to me i am loading to me i am me i am me i do not know what it means what it is. What it, is, what it is? What it is? What it is? What it is?
1: This episode of Unloading Me is not brought to you by your favorite food delivery service such as DoorDash or Uber Eats, but it could be. You can obviously tell from this frame. I use those services quite a bit, so help me out and help the channel out. Reach out to those companies and tell them to sponsor this fat ass. Now back to the show. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Unloading Meat, the one and only podcast where you can get your daily dose of protein. I don't know that doesn't make fucking sense. I just brought that up on the fly. Uh, <laughs> but I made her giggle so it counts. All right, guys. So today's guest, we have the one, the only, an amazing comedian, an amazing content creator. And also, I found out, she's a top local guide. What the fuck? <laughs> the one. The only, another fan favorite that has three names in their fucking name, Misty Vaughn B. What's up, Misty?
2: What's going on? Welcome to
1: Unloading Meat.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: You look great today. I know you didn't even know that it was going to be a a visual podcast.
2: (laughs) I did not know. I just took a risk and said, (laughs) you know, put some powder on your nose because, (laughs) you know, yes.
1: Well, it paid off. Welcome to the show. Mm -hmm. I love the shades, too.
2: Oh, thank you. It's a
1: nice touch. It's a nice touch. Uh, how was the trip to Bartlesville?
2: It was nice. Uh, I always just enjoy nature as a a Capricorn. Yeah. Um, I think that one of the best things about me, I just love sitting outside and being outside and driving all around and just all those kinds of things.
1: Yeah. I am not a Capricorn.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you like being outside or what's your...
1: Nah, I'm cancer. I like being inside mostly. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, like, I grew up, uh... On twenty acres out mm-hmm. in Copan, like on the nor- uh, the border of Kansas, yes. and I don't know. I just my, we had horses and stuff like that. I just never really identified it or liked it. I always just found it like you know just chores to me. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I'm a, I'm more of a steady person. I'm more of just an inside kind of guy, and that's just how it is. <laughs>
2: yeah, I feel you on that. Sometimes you got to be on the inside. Yeah. Um.
1: So Misty Von B. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about yourself. How long have you been in, in the comedy bed, the game? Like as far as like how long have you been doing comedy?
2: I've been doing comedy for probably eight or nine months. Um I'm gonna go ahead and round that up to a year. <laughs> so I like good math. Um good around numbers, you know. I've been doing it for 0.09 years. <laughs> you know, you know, so um nine-tenths of a year. So, or what, eight twelfths? Anyway, this, this is gonna turn into a bad 4 6 okay, one-third. Okay, one No, two-thirds, two-thirds of the year, baby.
0: See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I... I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning, because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance, minus my 25% chance, and you got an 8 and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, if we used to go one-on-one, and then add 66 and two-thirds sh- percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you as sacrifice. That was great.
1: (laughs) didn't know we needed fucking trigonometry last time. Right, something
2: like that. (laughs) Um, I've been doing it for that long.
1: Welcome to Math by Misty (laughs) (laughs) Bumby.
2: Yes, 9 out of 12. Yeah, just say that. 9 out of 12, which would be... Three quarters of a year? Three fourths, yeah. <laughs> Is it three fourths, Nine twelfths? Yeah. Divided by three, divided by three. Yeah. Top, yeah. top and bottom. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we did it back in the old days. <laughs> you know, we'd write we'd it on the side of the caravan, you know. <laughs> Carry the one. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so almost a year you've been to a college. Almost a year, <laughs> you know. Briefly, you know, if you want to be succinct. It's been it's been almost one lunar year. <laughs> one time around the, the moon or something. You know? <laughs> All of a sudden you know? I'm just like
1: wh- okay, well, which Twilight movie was that? That was New Moon Eclipse, which okay. <laughs>
2: it's like it's like two no one tenth of a score. <laughs> <laughs> For exactly one tenth of a score. Um <laughs> One tenth of a decade. Uh, one twentieth of a score. <laughs> <laughs> That's that how crazy. long I've
0: been.
2: <laughs> you know, I'm gonna run with it. <laughs> you know, it's been I've been a long time. I'm deep in the streets, right? I'm deep in the game. I'm very deep in the game. Okay. Wow. One tenth of a decade, one twentieth of a score. <laughs> I've been deep in the in the comedy game. Nice. Yes. Uh what got you started? I saw some people around town do comedy, and I said to myself, "I could do this. I could, I could do that. Um, probably do it a little better. Probably be a little funnier. Probably give some raps and some dances and some, you know, off the wall stuff. Like yeah. you know, like last so, week I used the the what they call it the the mic stand as like a BBC and just like bounced <laughs> around the stage. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Uh, so what came first, the content creation or the stand up? Um, I always consider myself to be pretty funny. I, um, And the content creation came natural because I am like a child of MySpace and uh, Black Planet, Mahente, you know, where you just get on there and, tw- you know, the twerkers started out on all these places. YouTube, you know, back in the chocolate rain and the... Yeah, chocolate rain. Yes, yeah. days, you know, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Days so I always day. had this interesting... Oh, I did photography too. I did- started doing photography in high school. Oh, okay. So I had all the... I, I used to film all the football games and... Um, I was in yearbook. I was yearbook editor and everything else. So that it only made sense to keep doing videography, photography. I took photography and videography in college, and I also took theater. You know, I was in plays and you know Shakespeare and nice. I you know all those kinds of things. So it just makes sense to get on the camera, and and who can cut the film and edit it better than me? Because I've been doing it for um, for over twenty years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, damn, over twenty years you've been. So you started my high school early reunion
2: there. is twenty. I am twenty year high school reunion. I started filming in tenth uh, grade. Every football game, I only missed one football game. Damn, mm-hmm.
1: damn, impressive. Most impressive. Yep. Uh, I love watching you on stage. Like I love, oh, uh, I you. love seeing people that just control the room, uh, and you are really good at that. You are oh. good at just like controlling the room. Like no, like no matter what, you just have that like you have that spark. As far as like as soon as like the mic is in your hand, you are like. Pay attention to me, like yes. you got it.
2: I just try to be, you know. I, I I was neglected. I grew up neglected. So when you're neglected, you have to find, you know, strategic ways to get your spotlight. Yeah. Yes. So I'm an expert at that.
1: It shows, <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? Oh, I, I I always think about the time when I like pretended like I was farting on the mic. <laughs> you the? know? Okay.
1: You f- elaborate? Yes.
2: So. <laughs> You know how they ask, every time we do a comedy show, uh, the producer will ask like, "What sh- what song would you like to come out to?" Yeah, and me, I like to pick my song a day or two in advance because I don't know what vibe I'm going to be in. Sure, I'm going to be in a I want to fight somebody vibe, then I'll pick Lil John. If I'm going if I'm going to be in a I just want to be conceited, I'll pick Bring My Soul Conceited or whatever. So I want, whatever I'm listening to in that moment and vibing on in that moment, I say, "Oh, this is the one. This yeah. is the one. God sent me the one. The songs that I want to use." So that day, if the song was uh Pimp C knocking doors down, you know, it's like Texas Houston swang music. And it starts off, it go. it's like a little um it's like a tin tune, tin tune, 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 kind of like that noise you hear on a scary movie when like like Jason is chasing somebody, mm-hmm. it's like tune, 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 tune. It, it starts out like that, like the scary somebody's chasing you sound. If you've ever heard this song. And then it and then it makes, like, a door kick-in sound, like, dum-dum, because dum, it's called knocking doors down. Okay. It makes a door kick-in noise. And then all of a sudden, it's, like, all these, you know, series of noises. Then it makes a noise of a trucker going, eh, eh. and, <laughs> and. And so I was listening to this song. I was like, this is going to be the song, because I'm just so live to this song yeah. in the car. So when I get ready to get on stage, I'm like, I got to do something crazy. What am I going to do tonight? Yeah. What are you going to do tonight, Misty? What are you going to do, you know? So as the music is playing and they're introducing me, they're like, welcome, Misty Von B. That music goes, you know, and then it goes, the door goes, the door opens. And as the door opens, I made sure I walked on the stage at that exact moment. Nice. And I started twerking my booty to music, (laughs) right? And then something in my soul was like, I know that 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 truck horn sound is about to happen, right? Yeah. It's about to go and and so in my mind I was like, use the use the microphone. Use your use the microphone and act like you're farting on the microphone, but do it like in a cute, like I'm only pretending my booty is not really on the yeah, microphone yeah. way. Yeah. So that's what I did, but it kind of looked like I was actually farting and it sounded like it. So people, some people got freaked out by it, and some people thought it was funny. Some people, you know, some people were disgusted. Like you can hear it. Every, some people are like, oh no. you like, you know, it's 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 a very interesting scene, and the video is on my uh, Facebook. <laughs>
1: that's a great adventures
2: story, of isn't? misty von b <laughs> so
1: how long into the nine twelfths of the year does
2: that, that happened maybe <laughs> three months in or four months in i started filling my grits and filling my oats and i said tonight is the night that was three twelfths into your yes right three twelfths into the year you know <laughs> uh, it was I a love quarter that. of a pie you know? <laughs> two pie radians you know into <laughs> the into <until> the year <laughs>
1: Now break down your comedy career in fortnights.
2: Right. <laughs> Fortnite was twenty days? I think so. Twenty days? Yes. That was three Fortnites. <laughs> <laughs> Into my comedy career <laughs> for something Browns. <around>. Whereabouts? <laughs> yes. I'm loving this interview so much. Sixty moons. <laughs> <laughs> Sixty moons have come Luna and gone. Lunar cycles, yes. <laughs> have come and pass. Forty ticks on the wall. <laughs> and I decided tonight is the night <laughs> that I share my gas with the world. <laughs> <laughs> the time hath come <laughs> to open your booty hole and let one out of the mic. It was so funny because I had an all-black Eddie Murphy-esque you know, uh, outfit. It was hilarious. Oh, I thought nice. it was hilarious. Like, I, I, I wonder if I'm the only one laughing at my jokes. Like, <laughs> like, is everybody else laughing or are they truly disgusting? I never got invited back by that guy who's producing those kind We'll jokes.
1: find out when we get the views from this episode.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let me know how you feel about the, the what's it, uh, Fartgate. Fartgate. Hashtag <laughs> <Right? laughs> Fartgate. Yes. Fartgate. <laughs> Fartgate, yeah. You know, he never invited me back to a show that particular time, yeah. Because of the smell? I don't know if it no. was the farts or I don't know. It's a lot of a series of other events happened around the farts, but Fartgate, real thing, you know. Yeah.
1: Hashtag Fartgate. That's gonna yes. be that's gonna be on the thumbnail. Hashtag yes. Fartgate.
2: No, uh, yes.
1: I won't do you that bad. <laughs> <laughs> be on the thumbnail. Hashtag
2: Fartgate. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I've since. Uh, elevated my comedy. <laughs> <laughs> elevated my comedy a great deal since that time. You pushed it out. Yes, <laughs> and yes.
1: And had get, had some elevation from it. Tell me about, besides fart Fartgate, what's some of your favorite, like, highlights as far as what you've been doing so far in stand-up?
2: I like, was what... able to, uh, perform on the Juneteenth, one of the Juneteenth stages. So that was, like, nice, momentous for me. I was so happy in that moment. Even though nobody hardly laughed because it was, like, what, 90 degrees outside, um, Still a, a moment that w- went down in history for me. Nice. To be able to share the stage with some of my favorite R&B artists. And I just, it was such a great time.
1: Nice. That, that, that's a great answer. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that. Do you have any questions for me as far as like bringing things to me here?
2: Um. Yes, questions! How many years have you been collecting this stuff?
1: Everybody's always surprised with that answer. It's like two or three.
2: Oh, okay. No, so- you're doing really good it don't take much you know to to start a new thing in our lives no something that will fulfill a part of us yeah that we always the, want to fulfill this really yeah. started
1: around COVID um, yes I started, that makes sense that tracks started cl- collecting a little bit prior to that like my, my wife at the time we saw a Megazord one of these Megazords up here at Vintage Dock uh-huh. and it was one I never had in childhood I saw
2: that same Megazord <laughs> I saw him I'm sure I'm certain of it <laughs> I know him well <laughs>
1: His name is Jeff,
2: yes right, <laughs> no, nah, yeah. anyway, so Jeff
1: was in a shock, yes, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. no, um, I started that, and we bought that one because she was like, "Oh, you should get it, It's there, and you've never had that one. I was like, okay, and then i started the rabbit hole of just collecting everything,
2: yes,
1: and then, really, I collected a lot during
2: childhood, but when I was eighteen, my parents had a house fire, and we lost like everything that happened to me, really um. When I was a teenager, I moved out of my house and I moved in with my older brother. And my older brother's house caught on fire, so I lost my cheerleading uniform. I lost like shoes that I wanted to keep forever. Yeah, because I had stopped growing at twelve years old, so I knew I, like I can if, if I still had those clothes and shoes, I would still be able to wear them. Damn. Yeah, and some of the some of the clothes that I have are from like when I was twelve years old. Yeah,
1: I didn't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I still have a sweater, shoes that I wore when I was a teenager.
1: Damn. Yeah, um, I mean, I had moved out. I I was living on Riverside in Tulsa at the time and in an apartment. And then, yeah, they had a house fire. And, like, basically everything I had there, all my collectibles and stuff just got, you know, ruined. What didn't get ruined by the fire got ruined by the fire department whenever they used the hoses for the water damage. Mm. So, yeah, like, half our house was destroyed by fire and half our house was destroyed by water.
2: See, my my brother's house, my stuff was in, like, a storage in the back of the house. So there was no damage to it. He donated my stuff. Ah. He said. He said. Well, the fire department told us to just get rid of everything, just in the case that it has smoke damage. Yeah. And I said, bro, you could have just called me and told me to come get my stuff because it was in a separate part of the house that did not was not affected by the fire. Yeah. But he just he just didn't he didn't have to deal he didn't have to call me on the phone and tell me to come get it. Yeah. Just. I mean, this was valuable, valuable stuff to me. I, I don't even know. Like, I forgave them, but now I'm thinking about it. And I really want to unforgive them because, <laughs> you know, the years passed. I yeah. wish I had those things, yeah. especially the shielding uniform. It was very expensive. Yeah.
1: I mean, I wish I still had, like, my old Letterman's jacket and stuff like that and just, just things from the, the time. I mean, my collectibles, I had all the old original, like, well, not original, like the 90s Star Wars stuff and, like, the, my whole original Harry Potter section. Yes, I had blokes. beanie babies in there. Beanie babies. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. I still have beanie babies, some of them, but I have more of them in there. And like some old shoes, like old get shoes from the Gap, you know that would never be, yeah, you know, come out again.
1: My thing is like I, I, I you can see I like, I like the nerdy weapons and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like I have the sword from Blade. I have like the Power Ranger weapons. I have Thor's weapons, Captain America's shield. Like I like the weapons a lot. Yes. Um, growing up, I had a replica Darth Vader lightsaber. I had um swords and stuff from movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like Lord of the Rings stuff like that. So all that got ruined and melt and all that got, went away. Wow. So yeah,
2: um, I had a pair of nunchucks from "I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker." Really? I'm joking. I'm joking. I wish in my dreams, in my dreams. You remember the nunchucks? That was a deep cut reference. Holy shit! In my dreams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm thinking, thinking nunchucks. Weapons. Uh, have you, I have my ninja turtles up there, and then like that's oh, yeah. I, I love those. Like that's my like I don't need any I, more I have ninja turtles.
2: To the wrestling guys. I actually oh, really? Just gave my brother.
1: I'm a big AEW guy. That's the new company I love. I I, I adore AEW. Um, you
2: know the old school ones from the 80s? Yeah. Um, I got my hands on some and I gave them to my brother for oh, his birthday. Oh, the old
1: LGA, LJNs? Like the old figures Yes, the little
2: rubbery ones. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was Hulk Hogan, um, Junkyard Dog. Oh, nice. And a few others, yeah. Those were the bigger ones. Yeah. The Russian, I forgot his name.
1: Uh, uh Vladimir, or uh, not Vladimir, uh, Koleslaw. No, Coleslaw.
2: But you know what I'm talking to yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. <clears throat> you had a herd chest on the, on the, on the, on the toy. <laughs> like, just, just unreasonably her yeah. chest toy. <laughs> I was like, this is really weird. But I had to, like, scrub them down because they were so old and just the dirt was just stuck to them.
1: Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, if you really like this show, Unloading Meat, you will reach out to your favorite DoorDash or Uber Eats company and tell them to sponsor the show. Because it's kind of like a Mr. B situation where I spend so much fucking money on food, being a fat ass, that if they were to sponsor the show, somehow that money would go directly back into the show in a weird way. So, yeah, get us a sponsorship. Now back to the show.
2: Which I would take his toys and, sh- and, and put them in those holes behind the door. Oh, hole. shit, and yeah. And ne- he would never see them again because yeah. my mama would Because they are high- hit behind the
1: drywall. Yes. Yeah
2: yes yes
1: that's fucking savage yes I that's fucking badass. horrible
2: <laughs> god
1: damn
2: or i would hide them under the bed yeah come find them but then one day i decided he ain't gonna find these again <laughs> and that was the end of the big fat hen for those guys and it was at the greens of belford in broken arrow damn so shout out to the greens of belford
1: they fucking knock out those drywall and just a whole bunch of toys in the fucking yes.
2: walls. like you know like like mr t's behind there <laughs> they open the open the walls. like i pity the fool who opened this wall <laughs> i don't smell these farts you know whatever you know
1: like uh back in the day toys r us and i mean t- target and all of them still do it um the shelves i mean you can lift them up like you know kind of like that oh uh, yeah even the very bottom one and toy collectors would be like oh i like this toy i don't have the money for it right now they would hide them under there on the floor and so oh. like whenever like the toys R dresses were closing and stuff like that you'd find all these nerds fucking stashes that they never came back and retrieved and they're just like toys from two years ago that are just oh, still there if wow. you're like this is where all the missing inventory is
2: Yes, people do that at Ross. Like you'll see stuff just hidden yeah. between other stuff and it's like somebody coming back for this. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. since it's
2: in the wrong spot and wrong uh, you know.
1: There has been time there have been times with to the toy collector where I've seen somebody's hidden stash and I'm like, Oh, that shit's mine.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes. Fuck you. <laughs> yes, we're not the only ones who hide things. Go like go
1: know. get like a my little pony and put it back in that spot and hide it and just be like, ha the <laughs> next time yes. they come back. It's
2: yeah. it's interesting. We gotta hide something at the store.
1: Yeah. But I mean, Sometimes you gotta make choices. I mean, that's my favorite game. Is like decisions were made. There's even like Reddit Reddit like threads about that. Decisions were made at Walmart, where yeah. you like you go down like you'll go down and you'll see like. The tampon aisle, and then they'll see like a a, a a 12 pack of beer sitting there, and it's like, Oh, decisions were made. Oh, <laughs> like, yes, you get what oh, I mean. Yes, I've
2: never heard of that. I heard of AITA. I'm Am I the Asshole? Oh, really? I love Am yeah. I the Asshole, yeah, because I'm usually the Asshole. So,
1: yeah, decisions were made. Or, decisions were made or is a fun game you can play with yourself. Just go to a Target or Walmart, just go down a random aisle and just see stuff that's left and be like, Decisions were made. This is fucked up. Like, yes. you can see some really fucked
2: up decisions. Yes, wow. <laughs> It's just it's so key funny. lime pie
1: is left here in the deodorant aisle. Why the fuck? You know just random <laughs> things. Uh, yeah. I love Walmart. No, I don't. I really fucking hate Walmart. <laughs> I, I I avoid it like the fucking I plague. Have been
2: different to Walmart. <clears throat> I love having my groceries delivered. So yeah,
1: I, I know it's a big plus. It's yeah. kind of nice. It saved me some money actually, just because I don't have to like overspend just buying random shit. Yes,
2: yeah, so you just get what you want. One other thing about it is I love seeing the sales that they have because some things will be like ten dollars in the store and then there's three dollars on the app. Yeah. So.
1: That is frustrating, too, because Walmart doesn't like to match their own fucking shit on its first price match. Like, There's stuff that you can buy. Like, you know, I've bought HDMI cords and stuff here for the set, and it's like, it'll be $2 cheaper just buying it online or buying it on the app, even to do pickup, Yeah, than it is just to go to the store and pick it up and buy it there.
2: Yeah, it's wild.
1: Yeah, it's crazy sometimes how that shit works.
2: Yeah. So when I noticed that, I had to get I had to get that membership.
1: Yeah. Plus, you get, like, free Paramount Plus and all that stuff, like Walmart Plus. Like, <clears> it's <throat> a pretty good <throat> deal.
2: Yeah. Oh, Yeah. We have this toy. I remember this um is it what, this Mastodon? One. This one? Or which one? We have this white one.
1: Oh this one this is the white tiger's sword,
2: White tiger's sword, Yeah. Well, maybe we did have this one. We had we had one of those toys. No, if we have the white one. Okay. Yeah, maybe the this bigger one is this- that's Mastodon.
1: Well, that's the Thunder Megazord. That's a mixture of all of them.
2: Oh uh, okay.
1: Mastodon would be up in this one, but I have them all combined. Oh, okay, because
2: uh, I think that's the one we had. Ah, uh, would it be but it looked a lot like this white toy. Something like that. Yeah, we had that one too. Yeah, that's we had, that's we had, the
1: Mastodon's arms. Like that's what it would be.
2: We had a big version of him, but we had this white one too. Okay. I remember like I'm looking at it and I'm like, we had that toy.
1: Because I have it divided like in seasons, like so like that's the first season of Zords, and mm-hmm. then like the second season, and then third season. And then they're all oh, combined wow. up there. Like I okay. have it all layered through here, and then some of them fell down, but like have the Rangers, and then I have DC.
2: Yes, yes, I noticed the Marvel area oh. over in here. I my light turned off. I noticed the Marvel area, and it's absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah, um, some of it held down over there on my MCU, but my, yeah, Marvel Legends are my biggest thing. I love Marvel. Uh, my
2: ADD is really bad. I can't stop looking at some of these toys. <laughs> the kind of person who like watches that um that one clip from Tales from the Hood where the where the little tiny you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're
1: fucking- <laughs> killing me as soon no, as they like, entered my like ear imagine
2: I... all these little toys just climbing down and whooping my ass in the middle of this show <laughs> well and like
1: also like your timing could not be more like perfect because me and my six-year-old are literally watching all the toy stories right now uh-huh like uh i've never watched three and four I've only watched Toy Story 1 and 2 like when I grew up with those. And so like I had watched I watched 3 for the first time last night with her and that one made me fucking ball like a little bitch. Like that oh, wow. fucking Toy Story is fucking I love those movies. Part 3 you say? Yeah, part 3. I tried
2: to watch it and I fell asleep. Really? I heard it was like a real tear Yeah, issue. the
1: ending gets you like a fucking it's hard.
2: Oh wow. Yeah,
1: like there's some movies like you ever watch Up? Like Pixar like Yes. Like the intro to Up? Mm-hmm. I can't watch now. I, I uh maybe it's cuz I've like I been forgot to, what it is about. It's the old couple like Growing old together, and it shows them basically like saving up for the house. It's like a little montage of like them getting the house together and then like not being able to have a kid and stuff like that. And then her dying and him going old. Like the first like five minutes, it's just this montage of like this couple. Of What happened before the yeah. movie started? Yeah. And wow. it's just a sad story of him losing her. And it's yeah. just like, so that's the first five minutes of the movie. Yes. Of a kid, of a children's movie.
2: <laughs> and you're like, wow. whoa, I was not expecting this. So they're basically telling you like this is a to be continued of the notebook, basically. <laughs> So, you know. <laughs> Notebook part two is what Notebook. up is. <laughs> Less
1: Ryan Gosling and more Ed Asner. Ugh.
2: Yes, that's interesting.
1: Ed Asner did a porn once, I think. That's mm. kinda, yeah, you can find it. It's kind of creepy.
0: Mm-mm-mm.
1: Yeah. You know who I'm talking about, Ed Asner. Like, he was from, like, the Mary Tyler Moore show, and, like, he's done a lot I of... I have no
2: idea. Okay. I, I, I kind of avoided some... Like, I used to watch Perry Mason and, you know, Cagney and Lacey. Yeah. And those types. But, like, the like hey duke and what's it called like i just watched mr ed mr ed, mr. Was ed. One of my i favorites. remember mr ed, yes. ed yeah but i did not watch like um three's company or like you know that kind of era i was like yeah i didn't like so like a lot of mine my
1: uh i talked about this on the podcast earlier was uh you know we grew up in this i grew up in this this area i, said, hey of, like, I
2: meant hey dude which is like a Nickelodeon show, but anyway, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what I was relating that to. I, well, I was it the to Nickelode- Cowboys, uh, but sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going with your Nickelodeon stuff. It was
1: like I grew up in this era of like Nick at Night. Yes, yes, and- Nick at Night. That's why I was getting that. Yeah. And like was once
2: Nick at Night once it became about six o'clock, yeah. I didn't watch unless it was Mister Ed. Yeah, That was the only thing
1: I watched or Lucy. Well a lot of times like we I would start with like it. all that or shit like that and it would be like the late like Nick, Nickelodeon stuff would be like all that and stuff like that and then we would transition to Nick at Night or Brady Bunch it or was Brady, it would Bunch. Go to Brady Bunch
2: or Mary Tyler Moore and those was when I was like nah, I can't do this. Yeah. So it, was and, like, it was like a worse version to me of Full House.
1: Like I could see that, yeah.
2: So I just kind of like yeah and like and they rarely had black people, you know, so it's like a world where black people don't exist. Well, sure. Like, I kind of avoided those shows with the plague. Yeah. But they probably had a black person on there at some point. I'm sure <laughs> I've seen the episode, I'm sure, but it's, yeah, it's kind of those, like... Well, yeah.
1: I completely get it, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: so, Mr. Ed, you, you know, I'm pretty sure the horse was black. I mean, <laughs> maybe he wasn't, but, you know, usually in TV, like, in those kind of... No, <laughs> I wasn't no expecting that! You, you ever thought about that? No, I never thought who, about who the play, horse Like, being people who play animals or aliens or whatever they're playing, it's usually black people. Really? No lie. Like, if you look up... Like, the best movies about aliens, uh, the most of the aliens, are even on Star Trek and all of them, are played by black people. That's why when you... You know that that new one by the guy who did Family Guy,
1: uh, Seth MacFarlane. Uh, yes, yeah, the uh, oh, the Orville.
2: The Orville. That's why you see a lot of black people playing aliens. There, he's making fun of that fact. Really, that's yeah. kind of cool. It's cool. It's cool to think about because at least black people were doing something in Hollywood, yeah. you know, aside from being drug dealers or crackheads yeah. or pimps in movies like Black Exploitation. Yeah. They were actually a lot, very active in sci-fi and, and, you know, costuming and all of that. Yeah. Uh, we, they, we, they, we, black people. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I always say they and it's like, are you not black? Are you... You know, <laughs> so I am black, but I it know, had second. nothing I to like, do with you know what, Star Trek or any of those. You know. <laughs> I thought we were still doing math in our heads. <laughs> I was confused because I'm always I'm very quick to say they or you, and people get annoyed by, it. but I can't help it because I, I try to make a point that it was not me. Yeah, it was you or them, or you know. Yeah, you're very articulate with your words. Yeah, and then people are like, you say they, you know, it's it's weird. You get it. Yeah.
1: So. What's some of your favorite shows growing up? Then, if it wasn't for that, like, what 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 are things that you identified with or that you love growing up?
2: I like Small Wonder. The idea of a robot sister. I don't. I don't know Small Wonder. Yeah, it's like the little robot. It's like a little robot girl, and she has a little red dress on, and you know she she had like a lot of quirky comeback jokes. Really, know? she Which, was very. When Michelle, was this? Was it the nineties? Pre Michelle on Full House. Yes. yes oh, nice. Early nineties. It was like it was like right after like. Silver Spoons and... I remember Silver Spoons, yeah. Yes, she's a small wonder.
1: I completely blanked on this show. I don't remember the show at all. Write it down. Let's write it down and small figure
2: wonder. it out. You're going to love it. It's great. It's okay. a great so show. Small, small wonder. Um, I watched Alf. I was the Alf girl. Ooh, Alf. Yeah.
1: Yes, I love Alf.
2: Yes. Um, I used to watch news radio.
1: Not news radio? Yes,
2: news radio, Wings, those... Um. I, tr- I I never watched, like, Frasier till I got old enough to understand the jokes. Yeah. I, I didn't like st- shows that I didn't understand the jokes. Thus, I loved Roseanne and Grace Under Fire. Yeah. I loved Roseanne. Yeah, Roseanne and yeah, Grace Under Fire.
1: I got identify with those with my mom growing up. and My my my, my dad's family was very Roseanne-ish. I yes. Um, and then, yeah. I just saw
2: strong women. And it wasn't... And Roseanne, she always had a line of movies about women who... You know, had to be strong in some situation. Yeah, um, and so I liked them a lot. Uh,
1: damn, what, what was the show we did? Uh, Grace Under Fire? Man, not that people talk about Grace Under Fire. And Grace Kelly. Yes, that was yes. a great show. She was good. Uh, wasn't it something like? Unfortunately, she was like an alcoholic behind the scenes or something like that. That was the, why the show didn't last very long. She like, was away, like an alcoholic or something behind. Oh, the scenes? I'm not
2: sure. I'm not like, sure. I remember. Be, I remember that show being it. really
1: good. Like, and they dealt with some really serious. I thought she
2: issues. had kids or something. She had, she had kids in real life. Okay. And I think that had something to do with why okay. she had stopped. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to like allege shit on no, no, Kelly. I, mean, I, I Kelly. Yeah. All I remember is yeah. her being pregnant on the show. Or
1: Brett Butler was her name. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah, she was pregnant on the show. I think she just, I don't know. She was, so, I feel like it was a few seasons of that show. Yeah, because it lasted a while. I remember the crossover mm.
1: with Drew Carey and stuff like that used to have.
2: Yes, I, I watched Drew Carey. I'm huge Drew Carey. I watched Fresh Prince, you know, Family Matters, you know, three, two, one, yeah. one, two, three. What is going on with me? <laughs> You remember that episode? <laughs> you were doing every blast. On the like Every time you say something, like a little reference,
1: it just hits me, and I'm like, fuck. Yes. Yep, God damn it.
2: Yes. I, I, I liked a lot of those, too.
1: I was a huge, huge... Um, God damn it! What was the show you just mentioned? Fresh Drew
2: friends. Carey show. Drew Carey show.
1: Drew Carey show really fucking influenced me heavily, and I kind of yes. miss it. You can't. It was
2: very quirky and goofy, and that was yeah. very much our age. Yeah, and I yeah. loved how
1: they brought in music a lot, um, and
2: yeah, musical type
1: segments uh, yeah. or stuff about
2: makeup or just things that a lot of shows didn't talk about. Yeah,
1: and like it, it kind of sucks that you can't really. It's you can't really find it anywhere because of the way the rights are with music and stuff like that and licensing. Mm-hmm. Like it used to be in syndication for years and now it's pretty much impossible to watch the Drew Carey show anywhere.
2: Yeah. A lot of those shows have been like canceled for whatever reason. I can't forget the, like the caterpillar joke episode. You remember like he made a joke about a caterpillar. It was a cartoon. You remember the episode? Basically <laughs> on an episode of Drew Carey. Um, oh, the, yeah, the, the, the drawing, the drawing. Yes. <laughs> so you know, a lot of these shows have been canceled. Like, I used to watch, um, not like Cancel, Cancel, but like, okay, I used to watch the Parkers with Monique. Yeah. Because I love Countess Vaughn because she's from Oklahoma. She's okay. from, uh, I forgot the name of the, anyway, she's from Oklahoma and I used to love that show. But at the end of that show, Monique, and all through the show, Monique is treated really badly. She's treated like this lady who's just chasing a man that doesn't want her. Yeah. Um, And then eventually she ends up marrying him at the end. And so the show has been in syndication, like you said, for many, many years. they just playing episodes. Even since they're still playing episodes of it. But a lot of people hate it because they're like, they did her wrong. They shouldn't be treating her like that. But it was kind of the joke of the show was that it's kind of like Urkel. Because, you know, back then all the rage was Urkel, you know, Chasing Laura. I'm gonna make you mine. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make you mine. Yeah. And everybody loves the good love story of like, I'm never gonna let you go. Yeah. And so she was like, it, they they kind of took yeah, it. To a new, fire, sorry. <laughs> I took it to a new level with the Parkers, where it was like she was gonna get him and she eventually gets him. You know, after she dates all these, he watches her dates all these other guys. And yeah.
1: they you know, it's, it's just weird. Just weird. It's it's weird going back and watching shows like 20 years later with different, like, like different glasses different on. Different glasses, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, completely different I, I thought it was cringy back then yeah
2: but people didn't speak out for black women back then yeah but now because the internet everybody has a voice everybody can say well I really didn't like when they you know yeah. did this
1: like I, I can appreciate that it's hard to judge something from them that long ago with different lenses I mean
2: you yeah, can view ju- I think about it a lot how so many things were controlled before the internet yeah by just a certain demographic saying yeah. we don't like this or that. Yeah. But now that everybody has a voice, you see just so much changes and yeah. everything about TV. Oh, like I welcome the
1: voices. I, I welcome everybody having a voice and I love, like, I want to see more diversity and everything like that
2: in there. Yes. People it's, have it's, wanted to see diversity for so long. Yeah. But been afraid of it at the same time. Yeah. But now it's finally, I mean, I, I just get so, I get so overwhelmed and like emotional when I see all these videos of black women doing their hair. Because for years we did our hair, we had to hide how we did our hair. Yeah. And we had to wear these um, veils. You had to wear a veil over your hair so that you wouldn't put grease on things. Like literally you couldn't even go shopping. You know, I wasn't alive at this time, but you know, before pre-civil rights as a black woman, you couldn't go to the department store unless you had a veil on to cover your hair because they felt like our hair was too greasy and it would put grease places. Which maybe that may have been the case, but it was a little racist, you know, little, yeah. you know, separate, just, just a little separate. It basically discouraged black like, people from coming. Period. Yeah. But so we had to wear veils. So now to see just all these videos of how we do our hair, how we do our weave, how we do whatever we do, I mean, even to the kind of grease like people put in the hair, you know. Yeah. Which we know and we joke about it, and it's all a whole culture. But now yeah. the world finally gets to see that this is our culture. It's the headdress of our people. Yeah. You know. Think about it. You know. Yeah. Um, catch that dirt, you know. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's dirt because you because you even in the military you were allowed to wear like a yarmulke, or you know, a hijab, the headdress of your people. Yeah. But for us, you know, the headdress of our people is the do rag, you know, or the bonnet. Yeah. Or something like that. You know, shower cap for a jury curl. I don't know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, it's it's <laughs> interesting to think about. You know. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh. I don't know what to comment on that, but yeah, I agree yeah, with you. <laughs> yeah. it, I didn't make that up. I, I've just done a lot of reading on ethical things and race relations. And yeah. I'm always, I consider myself a giant because I have a huge leg span. Yeah. If I was to raise someone, if I just stretch my legs like a giraffe, I would beat them just on stretch <laughs> of stretching of the legs. Yeah. So I consider myself like an underrepresented type of person, um, a tall black lady, giant black lady. Yeah. Not even black African. When People see me, they see an African. They may, they may not know it, yeah, but they'll just feel it like, oh, you're black. I'm like, yeah, I'm black. I'm like, oh, like you another kind of black, like you ultra black, <laughs> and like and like that ultra black is really just African, you know, <laughs>
1: ultra black.
2: Yes, it's like it's like I'm blacker, you know. There's literally songs all about this. I'm blacker than black because I'm black, y'all. <laughs> like 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 literally like <laughs> people you can tell when somebody's ultra black because they'll make a point to wear black. And if you ask them their favorite color, they'll say black, you know, it's
0: like, <laughs> so, you know,
2: so you can tell when somebody is ultra pro black, you know, you know, um, <laughs> everything is black, you know, that's but most of the time they're going to be yeah. more African. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember being in the military and just the amount of people who would tell you I'm not black was <laughs> like, dude, you're obviously African heritage. Like, no, nah, I'm not yeah. black. Like. Okay, it's it's
1: fucking crazy how how they had had to downplay her. They, they they just they have. I mean, they have to sometimes. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, uh,
2: it's it's. I was talking about. I was talking to my friend about um how with my name and with his name too. You would think we were white, like, like Misty. You would think I was white all day, and then when you see my resume, you would think I was white all day. Um. And it, it affords you certain opportunities that somebody with a more ghetto name would never yeah. be afforded. Or maybe they would have. Who knows? But it's one of those, like, like, like we know how it is. Yeah. And I have friends who have really ghetto names who they just sit around and cry about it. Like, I can't believe that my name got me in this scenario where people don't like me just because my name is, yeah, you know, Latoya or whatever. We all have the right. I was telling somebody, too, the other day, <laughs> another comedian, I was like... If something is for black people or for German people or for whatever people, yeah. I'm going I'm going to be a, I'm gonna find a way to prove that I'm them people. Yeah. Because we're all mixed with whatever it is. You yeah.
1: Know? Uh celebrate who you are.
2: Exactly. Be proud
1: of who you are and stuff. Like I'm 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 getting ready to get a kilt made. Yes. Because I have found my Scottish coat of arms and like we're doing the, the whole oh, thing. Yes. Like, I like, have a
2: Scottish coat of arms really? too. Really? Uh, um that, What's yours?
1: Like, what, I feel you know like it it's like Clan like?
2: Douglas. Do
1: you know what it looks like or anything?
2: Yes, I can show you a picture because I'm on um, the, the, the heritage site where they tell you what your arms and your nice, um, your types of plaid. I don't know. There's a name for it. Yeah, like, uh, that, that's
1: where I found my own. Like for our, for my 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 uh, regular name last name is. Yes. Yes. Wow. So, yeah. So we have the wow. coat of arms, and it's like three knights, and there's some wolves and it's silver, and then the pla- we have our I own could plaid.
2: Pull it up. Well, I said Clint Douglas, but I don't know if that's the one.
1: But yeah, like I want to get a kilt made, and I I want to rock the look on my shows of like doing a, a kilt and a blazer,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I thought that would be kind of cool, like rocking that with the long hair and the oh, beard yes. and
2: everything. It would be cool. Uh, I like that. I
1: kind of want to do that.
2: I like that. Um, what's so funny about this site that showed me these different plaids and castles and whatever for my heritage is that one of the plaids is the exact same plaid of my family in Ghana. Really? Yes. That's crazy. Ain't it crazy? They, they held on to this flat all these years. You need to get something made with that. Yes. That's not a bad idea. I've thought about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, that's that's something.
2: And when I went to Ghana, my aunt, she immediately told me, oh, we know all about all that stuff. Yeah. We already didn't did all that stuff. That was all she said about. <laughs> <laughs> we know all the kings and queens we're related oh, to. <laughs> yeah. She was like, whatever, girl, you late. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's. I'm very into all that kind of thing, too. I'm just recently doing that. Like,
1: like. Through therapy and stuff, like, through my my last divorce and stuff, like, just kind of finding myself again. And then, like, coming out and being comfortable with my sexuality and, like, my trauma and all that stuff that happened in the, in the past. Just, like, that shit came out in the last, like, two or three years. And then, you know, building this set and trying to figure out what to do with a podcast. I mean, all that came pretty recently through yeah. the fallout of my last marriage. Sometimes to
2: make you wonder, like, if you could have had the same motivation at a younger. Like, I wonder, like, I'm very motivated at this time. Yeah. If I would have had the same motivation 15 years ago, I'd be rich by now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, there's so many times where I get these ideas and stuff. I'm like, damn, I wish I could have started this like 10 years ago. Yes. Like, honestly. And I just kept putting it off. And honestly, I'll just say it. Therapy saved me a lot. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, I'm on Also a-
2: Amazon, though. Because you know, Amazon <laughs> wasn't really a thing back then. You know, you know, you know. You know between us.
1: You know. Get that Prime membership, y'all.
2: Yes, because now it's like, I was telling somebody this about, like the cheap clothing sites that everybody uses now, yeah. That it's f- fulfilling a need because if you go like to Asia, you'll see people in all these fashionable clothes that were cheap, yeah. But we don't have as much of that. But now we're getting it through the influx of these, these shops like Timu, Shein, those. You know, yeah. we now I, I could wear all the beautiful cheap clothing that exists. on Like this, no. Yeah, I like that. I like that <laughs> top.
1: I like that. It, it, my mother got it for me. I like oh, it. Yes.
2: No. Old, the old scroll, scroll and crossbones. It was
1: more just like, what fat thing can we get on Amazon? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's not a tablecloth.
2: I feel you. I, I was, I was <laughs> watching something on TV where this lady was like, "I was around for the time when all the plus size clothing had awkward embellishments, either rhinestones or flowers or yeah. something like that." And then I thought about it Oh my gosh, I had so many of those shirts.
1: Yeah, I mean, me and Roscoe were talking the other day about like growing up in the '90s and stuff, and having our jeans all say husky. Oh wow! Yeah, husky. the husky
2: jeans. <laughs> oh, the husky jeans. My jeans just guy. said men's because I was too <laughs> to, tall. You know, you know, to wear women's. Yeah, hey, at least he always had pockets. a long crotch. hey At least he had good pockets. Yeah, who who knew that guys' crotches were twice as long as women's? I you know, know, right? Yeah, yeah that, that's a real like. So if I wore women's pants, yeah, yeah, I had the longest crotch all through teenage years, Other <laughs> You think something was there? <laughs> the, <longest crotch. laughs> the longest crotch, the longest crotch, longest crotch. We're gonna write that down. Yes. Yeah, of the longest crotch, like- hidden dragon crotch crotching tiger. <laughs> Man,
1: going back to d- we're going to measurements again. we right. Going- <laughs> right. We started off with diff- with the crotch that never ends. Oh, this is the crotch that I made. <laughs> we're gonna get fucking copyright strike on this yes. about crotches. We need to go crotchless on this episode, okay?
2: Yes, right.
1: This episode of Unloading Meat is not brought to you by your favorite mobile banking app such as Cash App. Man, I love using Cash App, especially when I'm doing things other than buying drugs. Cash App. <laughs> so we brought up stand-up, brought up content creation. You said you were a top local guide yes tell tell us more about that
2: um i've been on I've been on Google since google dagner came out i may I may have came on a year after it came out okay and then when maps came out um i, I I've been using maps since it came out like I'm, I've been a first adopter to all these different sites and I realized that they started giving like awards to people if you reviewed something and then when I seen people getting these kind of You know, kind of pseudo accolades—they're not real things. It's just, oh, you've achieved level such and such. Yeah, you get nothing. (laughs) You get this text saying you achieved something. You know, and you get some empty fulfillment that really means nothing. I said, I want all the empty (laughs) fulfillment that means nothing. I think it will fulfill something in me. Get (laughs) that chemical
1: go off my brain, right? It will
2: fulfill all those empty spaces with more emptiness. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) I want to be all the empty, right? (laughs) So I so I started doing reviews and taking all the empty the
1: next next my hand on grinder um,
2: right <laughs> so I so I so then because I'd already done photography I knew that I would be able to take like the most kick ass pictures ever and I started taking pictures of just places that I, and I would always take my daughter to like the park or it started out with just parks and McDonald's and then it became like the most expensive restaurant in the town or the most you know up and coming soul food restaurant I, I particularly look for. Thai restaurants, because okay. I love Thai. So I've had a Thai restaurant. I've been to different Thai restaurants all over the country. Um Jamaican restaurants, I've been to different Jamaican restaurants all over the country. Um, African food too. So those three are like the ones that I really have to taste. I have to taste the tom Kha at at six different Thai so, restaurants. So
1: if you we were gonna recommend like a Thai place around the Tulsa area for somebody that like what what would be your what, where's your jam right now? Is there any Thai food good pla- Thai places Ooh. around Tulsa?
2: That's a good. Qu- I don't have a favorite Thai place here. Um, I've tried a lot of them, but I don't have a favorite okay. Thai place. Um,
1: let's See, where is your favorite Thai place? My,
2: I have a friend that uh, is a manager and co-owner of a Thai restaurant in South Carolina.
1: Oh, really? Yes. Like, I, pull it up.
2: Pull it up. You gonna pull it love up. this. You pull gonna it love up. it. You gonna be like, and 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 this was during during COVID. I helped them basically double their earnings by doing a uh because as a local guy if i do a review like say right now i do a review of unloading you yeah. know, your podcast then you'll get so much visibility and so much i mean if you were selling something you would probably get twice the sales nice yeah something so
1: i gotta say i i, I always that was what i want to talk to you about while you were here too is like i always was impressed the first time i met you in person was at the lynn k show at the uh where was that place at um it was Cepeda, Linke. Um, they had all the like the Venice shirts.
2: Oh, the um, uh, I can't remember the name. By that it's called the Racks. The Racks. Yes. Yeah, Racks. Mm-hmm. Met you there. I was so
1: impressed. With, like you were talking about how like you would go up to every single person, like, "Hey, follow me," and like, like you're so yes. entrepreneurial. Oh, is that a word?
2: Yes, entrepreneurial, enterprising, Maybe. enterprising. Thank you. Yes. you're For
1: very missions, enterprising, mm-hmm. and I just like I was so like just all inspired to see you like do like how awesome you were just like navigating that and like you're so great about doing social media and everything about that
2: um i just said i had a mentor in the military who she told me get up early if you have to get up early do what you got to do whatever you do write it down put it on the calendar and then you'll do it so when i'm doing like my videos or whatever i'm posting i'm a lot of the times i'll say okay post one time in, in a week post two times in the week some sites uh will tell you you haven't posted in a week. Yeah. Or they'll they'll remind you post, 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 post. Um but I've learned that if you set a, like and even if you go live, a lot of I, I go live on some sites. They'll tell you set a day and a time that people know exactly when to find you, just like they would at a club or a bar or set a schedule. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And that works because it, it, that, that means you're constantly updating people. They constantly can see something new with you. Yeah. And they know when to catch you. Like, like for me doing the Tuesday open mics. Yeah. People say, oh, I'm going to catch you on Tuesday. Or I'll catch the video from that, you know, on that, around that time.
1: Okay. Because, yeah, I, mean, I even, I notice it on like how I'm doing the podcast. I do it every Monday. And- Today's name is Wednesday. And so I, I noticed that, yeah, keeping that schedule really does help and make a difference. Yes. Um, it also helps me or... Kind of freaks me out a little bit, but also keeps me on my toes as far as like making sure I get a good product out before the deadline too. Yes, uh, sometimes it just helps.
2: Or I'll even deadline certain things about my vi- my videos. Like I'll say, okay, I'm gonna record it today, and I'll I'll edit it by Wednesday. Yeah. That way, I'm not just bogged down with recorded, edited, and you're just there for twenty four hours. This video. If sometimes you can do a video. And for the whole next day, you're doing that video. Everything yeah. you do is about that video. Now you didn't miss doctor's appointments, you hungry, you know, you're getting dehydrated, whatever it is. Yeah. So I always try to break it up to say, okay, I'm not going to do this more than an hour in yeah. one day. So I'm going to break that those five hours into five different days. Yeah. I mean, you can
1: get... Full on sucked into the rabbit hole of like doing that project. I did that last Friday and I'm still paying the consequences. Yes, um, so
2: so definitely, I know that I'm I'm usually up late, yeah, around midnight, one o'clock. Nobody's calling me at that time, so I say, okay, that that time tonight, I'm going to do this thing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it, it 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 will throw your whole week off, and people don't realize it. Like people will say, okay, oh, just shoot me the video. And it's like yeah. if I choose this video, I'm going to have to. It's gonna take me an hour to look for the video, edit the video. You know, I have to move it from this phone to this phone to this, yeah. whatever, I'm. Do- you know, it's a lot. Because a lot of people don't understand storage constraints. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And like transferring the video, like sending it through Google Photos or sending it through Dropbox. Or sending it like through that. however
2: you send I started sending stuff from, like, I have one phone that, that I don't use anymore, just yeah. an old phone. So I dedicated that to doing videos and stuff, since it's a pretty good phone, Samsung. Yeah. um, And then my phone is just clogged, just full of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to pay like 40, or 50 a month for storage. So I store it on my big computer or a hard drive or something bigger, a terabyte, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I, with my, I go from phone to phone with just AirShare. Uh, that is better than constantly having to upload something to the computer or whatever, or upload something to the cloud. I don't like the cloud. Because the cloud, they just want more money, more money, more money, more money. Yeah. Like, I have I have the... I
1: pay, like, 99 cents a month for my Google pho- my Google Photos Yeah, cloud. I, have that, I have that one, too. Yeah, and I have I pay that, $2. Yeah, I have a small one, and that's the only thing I pay for right now. But, yeah, I use Google Photos for a lot of my transfers. But, yeah, I, I, the storage is just... Yeah, it, the, people don't think about how long that takes and how long it takes to upload. Like... uh I did a roast, and I recorded a whole roast for somebody, and we recorded it in 4K, and they were wanting it all back. I'm like, you realize how big that file is going to be?
0: Yes. Like and people like ask four... me, they're
2: like, why well, come you don't ever post a whole video? And I'm yeah. like, if I was post a whole video, it was just just the time to upload it to yeah. Facebook or to whatever. Yeah. Would irritate, you know? It's just a lot. You
1: know? Yeah, I mean, even doing these podcasts, I mean, these are hour show, hour and a half, sometimes up to two hours, stuff like that. That takes hours to upload and hours mm-hmm. to render, and you know, like. Yeah. There's it, a lot of time. Uh, mm-hmm. And just sometimes you have to sit there and just babysit it, too, because you don't want it to crash in the middle of the rendering or anything like that, and you yeah. don't know. Uh, there's or been... your
2: computer to, to start updating or something. Yeah. You can't just walk away from it. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's times, like, yeah, where I've been like, okay, I'll just go to bed and let it render, and I'll come back, and, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, it's like, oh, it crashed in the middle of it. Like, fuck.
2: Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm and fr- so it just sucks. <laughs> okay, so I think I found... The restaurant in South Carolina. My friend's restaurant, yes. Nice. It's called the Red. It's called Red Jasmine Asian Cuisine. I'm about to show you if I can find it. Is it. gonna blow my mind. Um, the food is delicious. I mean, you will see when you see these pictures. You know, it's gonna make you want to go to South Carolina and go to this restaurant. I nice. Damn. Now you're making me hungry. Oh, the. Those are just my photos. There, They have I'm sure they have photos. I like your photos. Thank you. Yeah, I let you. You know, you got to see what's in that thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what my photo are based. So you can see exactly what's in what you're gonna eat. I love to see what's in there. Like, okay, yeah, you know, got some leeks or whatever. You know, uh, I'll show you my top stuff. Yeah, that's my friend's restaurant. Um, can't wait to see her again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thinking about going over there because I'm trying to figure out where I want to go for vacation. Well, you brought up.
1: Uh... You hosting on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing that? I
2: think I've I, I try to figure out how many episodes, but I think probably about three months. Okay. In my mind that sounds like a good run. And hey, where do you host that at? At Tulsa Alumni Bar.
1: Tulsa Alumni Bar. What time?
2: Seven PM signed up, eight PM showtime. Nice. I'm
1: just getting that shout out for you.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Gotta get <laughs> it out there, gotta put it out there. Uh I have, if you see I mean you probably I don't know if you follow me how closely you follow me, but I have a lot of different type of um they call it? Uh,
1: uh, venue or uh, ventures? Or, yeah,
2: well, what do they call it? Like when you paint on something, it's called a.
1: You're asking a high person to. <laughs> What's it called? Uh... Um,
2: I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> paradigms. You know, okay. I have a lot of different. Like I have like there's some videos with my friend who, um, does stuff in LA, um, and I have friend other friends who do podcasts and stuff too that are on there, and then I do the radio stuff. So I, I've done all the different you know, paradigms, another <laughs> word, kind of like it, of kind of entertainment. You know? Yeah.
1: And I think that's also what helped me get going with stand-up again was doing this stuff with, like, you know, even this helps with reps as far as yes, just being able the- to talk to people. So if you were nerdy, you got into wrestling. You know, we talked about wrestling a little bit earlier. Um yeah. Nerdy-wise, like, who's your favorite superhero?
2: Ooh... Favorite superhero. It would have to be like Blank Man or Meteor Man, you know. I was not expecting a Blank Man reference on this show. But <laughs> well, your references
1: have been off as awesome today.
2: Yeah. Like a real superhero? You're a Blank Man. Um, you know, because I'm, I'm a clown. I always like jokes and stuff. I'm, I'm gonna look around the room like, uh, you know, like, like you have know, watched those shows where people don't know what to say, so they just yeah. look around the room and be like, <laughs> uh, sprinkler hose. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <right? laughs> so I'm like, uh, it's one of these people in here. Um, <laughs> Pink Ranger, no, I don't even know anything about the Pink Ranger. Uh, uh You
1: missed the Power Rangers. You, you missed that section, or you missed that time, or
2: um, I'm trying to really think of who my favorite superhero was growing up as a kid. Ooh, that's a good one. I, I never was the type of person to idolize things. Having an idol was a really disgusting concept to me. Okay, I don't know if it was because of religion or just because I thought I was the shit. <laughs> it's like, why would I idolize somebody that's else? A good I idolize <laughs> myself. You know, so I didn't really have a favorite hero, but I did like gargoyles. Um, Ooh, Um yes.
1: You can't see it, but literally right behind your seat is my gargoyles. It's the gargoyles, but, yeah.
2: I'm psychic. Or maybe I, maybe I, maybe like a peripheral scene or something.
1: That's why I wanna um eventually where this where this camera is, I'm gonna get more shelving to go where that black curtain is, that so I go this way, kinda make a yeah. right angle. And I'm gonna have that stuff that's behind the couch up there. Oh, okay. And okay. so kind of fill in that corner.
2: So Gargoyles was one. Um I, mean, I love I that know, show. Hercules. Hercules and Xena. Really? Yeah. Them that so them them and then the Army of Darkness. Um, I'm very much into all that. That those were kind of more of my superhero I remember, I,
1: I, I loved watching Hercules and Xena back in the day. Yes, Kevin Sorbo, that, I could not miss Lucy episode. Lawless, Gabrielle, mm. I can't remember her name, but like, yeah.
2: I, I think they should do a new one, and The Rock should be Hercules, and Kevin Hart should be Eolus. <laughs> wasn't The Rock Hercules already? He had that one movie. He did a Hercules movie. No, he, didn't. he wasn't Hercules, but he was something like it. No,
1: he was Hercules. Was he? Yeah. yeah, they had two Hercules movies going side by side at the same time. One was with The Rock. And he had long hair. It was weird seeing The Rock with long hair.
2: I need to go back and f- check this out. But it need to be like the show. It need to be like the show. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. the movie. The show. Where they, they're just roaming the countryside. You know? yeah. <laughs> Gabriel's a sidekick fighting with her little stick. That's what it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joxer the Mighty song. <laughs> Joxer the Mighty. He's very tiny. roams around the countryside. in so
1: long. Gabriel's <laughs> a
2: sidekick fighting with her little stick. Yes, you yes. know the entire song? Yeah. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> that is nerdy. Yeah. That is super nerdy.
2: Yeah, I, I, that was my that was my jam. Hercules and Xena. Nice. Um let me see what else. Also, you know the little what's the song Only the Strong that movie? no way. I don't know that way. one. Only the Strong. Write this down. You okay. got to watch Only the Strong. Only the Strong. Cuz it's it's very cringy and funny to watch it today because it's very much one of those like it came out around the time of like Bobby Brown and Gumby. So it's like, yo, bro. You know, like, it's <laughs> it's very that. It's very, yo, bro. And then you see things like somebody will throw something in the trash and the trash can will explode. It's very that. Okay, I'm you know. looking at it now. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's strong. It's like dance fighting. Oh, I've seen some of the fights seen from this. Seen this yes. I've seen clips of this. You have to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I've seen that. I've seen clips of the of, of that, like in like montages or something like a like YouTube like okay, that. And then you. I have
2: one last movie recommendation okay, for, for you. It. you have to watch Fear of a Black Hat. Fear
1: of a Black Hat. Okay, I'm writing it down. Yes.
2: Fear of a Black Hat. You you have you heard of the movie C B four, right? Mm-hmm. With Chris Rock. So Fear of a Black Hat I think came out before C B four. But it was basically a parody on black hip artists of the time like Ice T and Okay so it's it's very funny it's by Rusty Cundeev yes Rusty Cundeev the one who did Sprung I, I'm a huge Rusty Cundeev fan okay
1: it's on the list yes we're gonna add
2: it and I already told you watch or maybe I didn't tell you I was telling somebody else watch Fat Tuesday on Amazon okay and also on Amazon is the Def Comedy Jam old episodes okay if you didn't watch Def Comedy Jam you'd watch every episode and you'll learn a lot about excuse me comedy okay yeah,
1: I love recommendations like this. I love yes. that, that's that's what I live for. That's what this show's about. I want to hear everybody's recommendations and like what got them into comedy, what inspires them, what recommend what they recommend as far as new people getting into the scene. Like I love that kind of shit. The
2: thing about deaf comedy gym, if you didn't watch it back in the day, which you probably watched at least an episode, yeah, um, you'll see a lot of people who are really famous now or have been very famous in the last twenty years who were not very famous back when they were on a deaf comedy gym. Okay, like Craig Robinson, R- Robinson. He's on there, and he's one of my funniest people on Def Comedy Jam. Like that, like one of the funniest bits on it. Until Prime,
1: right? Yes, Prime.
2: But even the one on Prime, I noticed because I'm such a fan and such a nerd that they cut a lot of things out of the Prime. You have to get the uncut video cassette, like (laughs) one, to really see all the jokes and all the behind the scenes craziness of like this person wouldn't get off the stage or whatever, you know, kind of stuff that happens at comedy shows. On the Amazon one, they cut some of the nastier, nastier parts out and also some of the like blooper type stuff that's in the uncut vhs okay ones, which is weird to me because you think that amazon you know nowadays they'll put the the one where you see everything yeah but but, but there's like two different versions of the, of all the seasons i
1: mean i say that a lot with streaming services like they, they don't get every version like you think they just have the unrated version or the one, yeah, that, has the one every... that
2: has all the extras like
1: yeah like, but no, they don't. They're, I mean, there's movies like Team America: World Police that, like, mm-hmm. you can't watch the unrated version on streaming anywhere. Like, you have to like find the old DVD finding it. Like, exactly those that, days from that, the early those early two thousand when they had like the rated R version, unrated versions of all these movies. Mm-hmm. All those unrated movies, movies are usually not on streaming a lot.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, it's no. hard to find those, and it's like lost history a little bit. Same thing with video games.
2: Yeah, and you miss a lot. Like, you miss a lot of the jokes. Yeah, with that Comedy Gym if you watch the one that's edited. Yeah, because I remember jokes that I did not see when I watched it recently. Yeah. Like that you know because because we used to rewind we like the joke so much we would rewind them over and over and over and over and rewind it and rewind it and rewind because they were so funny yeah and
1: then you wonder if it's like a, what is it, the Mandela effect where it's like did I remember it right or is it did I misremember it like did it, yeah. did it really happen like because uh-huh. like they, they edit it, <laughs> yeah. they edit your history
2: <laughs> yeah because in my mind I was like but then if you watch it close you can see the editing you yeah. see like this person like this and then they jump to the side it's like okay this is not the right version it always
1: reminds me of like did you ever watch I mean you're a Jim Carrey fan Eternal mm-hmm. Sun- Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Mm-hmm. Like whenever they're editing and deleting that stuff, like just those that kind of stuff reminds me of that kind of stuff. Yes, it's really sad. That's a sad movie. Yeah.
2: Well, that movie, yes, but I mean, just in general, how the editing thing stuff is going. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, even like I'm a huge video game fan. I grew up, you know, playing video games, you know, ever since I was little. Um, there was something like they said like there was some statistic on IGN this week. Um, it was like. 70% 70% of games before 2009 are not playable anymore or something like that. Mm. It was some, like, weird statistic. It was something crazy. Mm. But it was, like, because of, like, the loss of keeping up games, like, through copyrights and, you know, just transferring to digital read, and digitally download and play them again. Like, there's a like, huge amount of games that there's, you just can't play them anymore. Wow. And yeah. we're just losing that history. Um mm. I mean, even things of, like... I grew up on Grand Theft Auto back in the day. Yes, Grand Theft Auto. they had the greatest soundtracks. Like, Mm. Grand Theft Auto games, you know, love them or hate them. You know, I know that they're mature, but, like, their soundtracks are amazing. Yes. And every time they do another relaunch of those games or they remaster them or something like that, you lose, like, 20 songs. Mm. And so, like, yeah, you're playing the same game from 20 years ago, but it's not the same experience. Wow. You know, you're losing like the latest one doesn't have the Michael Jackson songs in it, and it's like that's a huge part of like when you're playing the '80s version of like Vice City, yeah, and you have like half a soundtrack missing. Wow! And it's just one of those things where like there's not like any laws about that, or like you know ways of you know keeping that stuff as part of history, and you know
2: kind of like the old Zelda games. Like if you play them now, you don't hear the same music or yeah. something. Yeah, I feel you. Stuff lost the time. Uh, well, on that note, I think we're getting pretty close
1: on time. I know you gotta you gotta go somewhere too. At you four, hit
2: the old. Open road. Well, let's just clack this fan one time for the mic. Do it. Damn. <laughs> Damn. It's so cool. I still don't know how to clack it right. You okay, like, sure
1: it doesn't sound like that fart?
2: Something like that, yeah. It's, oh, the fart on the mic, right? I figured you could use the sound bite. Like a fan, like a fan clacking is a good sound bite. I'm like, this would be a great sound bite if he got this, you know, the sound
0: good. Don't <laughs> <Interesting>. you <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, in that mode, uh
2: <laughs> you lost me with
1: the fan. I wasn't—I didn't even know you had the fan there. <laughs>
2: like, you lost me completely with the fucking. It's fan. a great fan. It's like the Asian, like it's yeah. all because of you. I'm gonna get you assassinated
1: know, kind of... by katana just in a second. Like,
2: <laughs> yes, it's the Japanese full, dancing fan.
1: Full on Mortal Kombat over here. You're gonna kill yes. me. Mortal
2: Kombat. You. And, like you throw it like katana. Yep. Or is it katana? It's katana. It katana? Katana. Yeah.
1: katana had the fans. Then her yep. twin sister, Melina, had the like, size. She,
2: yep. <laughs>
1: well, she was a clone. She was a clone that also had, like, vampire teeth. It was weird. I mean, Mortal Kombat's yeah. weird.
2: I'm a vampire kind of girl, too. Nice. And, and like, viruses. Virus shows. <laughs> okay, that virus was the most shows. random thing. <laughs> yes. I love vampires and I love virus shows. I'm, I'm that kind of nerd is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> you, you ever watch those virus shows? Yes. I love them. So you just,
1: like, you just love playing that board game, Pandemic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like the, the... You've seen that one, Strigoi? No. Strigoi. You know, the, okay, so there's a show called The Virus. Called, not called The Virus. There's a show on FX that was about virus. About, like, worms that crawl in your body. The, um, and then, um,
0: oh, fuck.
1: Wasn't it the vampire one? No. Yeah, it's kind um, of vampire-y. Yes, yeah, very, The Strain.
2: The strain,
1: yeah. Um, effects The strain. The
2: original is a movie. And I don't know if it's based off a book or not, but it, there's a movie. It's like in Germany or some country. Um, <laughs> I don't know it's somewhere over around that area.
1: It's like Germany or some fucking country. Uh, yeah. It's, it's called
2: Strigoi, and it's a really good movie. Okay, it's really, It could be write English. it down. Yes, yeah, Strigoi is a good one. I'm a scary movie girl, you know. Strigoy. I'm not a,
1: str- a scary movie person,
2: but Strigoi is not that scary. But it's like a virus kind of thing. Yeah okay mind-blowing if you will i got it written down yes i'm telling you i have the best recommendations for movie and theater you because do. i watch a lot of well that that, stuff. that's
1: why you're a top uh local guy local guy i know
2: i know what i want to see when i'm watching a <laughs> movie or, or you know read a good review yeah I, I used to be a restaurant manager so i can pick out the small issues like like one of the clubs we did comedy at last week didn't have spotlight like, you don't have a spotlight. Like, I'm black and I'm black. I need a spotlight. You know what I mean? So I put it in the review. They need a spotlight. You know, go on Amazon. Get you a $10 spotlight. Yeah. Don't play, you know. Yeah. Uh, another thing, when restaurants are really, really loud, you can put carpet on the wall or under the table to absorb the sound. Yeah. That you've I've never seen it at once in Tulsa. I mean, even at the best restaurants, they're loud. Yeah. Like, 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 has anybody never heard, like, no one's ever heard of that.
1: Like, honestly, these uh, shelves have helped really well, lo- great with the acoustics and all these action figures, all this open space. It, it really helps a lot.
2: Yeah, it makes a difference.
1: Well, I will say, this has been an awesome time talking to you. I just oh, have to say, this you. has been awesome. I enjoy, ever since I met you a couple months ago, it's just been a nice just reaching out to you and just, like, seeing, like, we chatted, after, you know, back and forth on stuff and, like, just seeing you at the different shows, like you always bring a good electricity to every room you bring in. You come into. Oh,
2: thank you. Um,
1: everybody knows when Misty gets there, <laughs> like we just know. But also, like it's fun. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. You bring a certain level of just fun. Yeah. Uh, with you, you have a good energy about yourself. So, I, like, I'm grateful for you coming all the way out here to be on my show. Oh no, and I mean, chat My for a family's bit. from here, so. Oh
2: really? Yeah. I thought we talked about that a little bit uh, yes. off camera a
1: little bit. before. What I'm related to,
2: it? um, a lot of people in Bartlesville actually because my grandmother. Grandmothers were from here. Oh, really? So you got so my ain't so my mom's siblings all had different dads. So we know all their people, you know, like my uncle is part of the Adair family and um my aunt is part of the Carters here. Um I'm an Abraham, the Abrahams are here. Um a lot of the, the Joneses they used to own that barbecue shop? Yeah. Um I used to work over there okay the one i don't i forgot the name of it but they had like a chocolate cream pie and they had barbecue and in, bartlesville? Mm-hmm, in bartlesville where was that at uh, Mar- it was like i think the last name was marsh they was marshall's Marshall was the last name
1: i don't remember that but i mean i could have just missed it i don't remember that one
2: it's somewhere by like phillips 66 and them okay i don't I, you know it's been a well, while i was a teenager when okay
1: i used to do that so misty von b where can everybody find you where um, can they follow the great and wonderful influencer that? I think is... I'm getting
2: like I think my my elevation set in. That's why I'm oh. just like over here like <laughs> uh you can find me at Misty Von B. Um Misty Von B on uh I was gonna say Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> we can redo it if you um, want to. No, do no, it's fine. Uh Facebook, um, Snapchat, IG, TikTok. Nice. I'm working on my YouTube. I, nice. I'm, you know, I do a lot of things, you know. And then yeah. you can find me, Miss Von B, on Google Google um, Maps.
1: Nice. You are very busy. You are a hard worker. And I, I I love having people like on this. I've said it again and again. There's times where people are like, hey, you should have so and so on because they've been in the scene for this so long. And don't have so and so on the show because they're still new and stuff like that. I hate that shit. I go by yeah. effort. I go by people that are doing the work. I go by people that are like, you don't want to fuck with me, for That's, one thing, and being yeah. nice. But also just not being an asshole and just really putting in the fucking work. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of it's going to come down to luck as far as us making a break or something like that. But at the end of the day, it's more about being ready for that opportunity is yes. what I truly feel.
2: And and and, and 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 we put in the work, you know, it shows.
1: Yeah, put in the work, put, do the effort, and then just be ready for any opportunity and just try to make the most of every opportunity that you get. Mm-hmm. Um, and just try to find your own little corner of happiness. That's what yeah, I'm trying to do right now. You've been a great
2: host. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much. Like I really appreciate coming out here. I feel like we can get to know each other and be better friends. Yes. Through this than mm-hmm. 5 minutes at a bar with loud music like hey how are you. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. I would rather have this kind of conversation than that at a bar. You know, we and we mm-hmm. have to have that sometimes in our our professions, but it's more rewarding to me to do this. Yeah. Uh what's on camera? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> my face gets tired I, it's trying, all right. I, I, You know, I was a cheerleader yeah. So you've learned to just smile And yeah. that's why your face gets tired And you're just like <sighs> Well, on Tuesdays,
1: where can they find you and, and go to that wonderful open mic on Tuesdays Where it's Tulsa oh, Alumni it's Bar Tulsa
2: Alumni Bar I'm there every Tuesday Sign wow, ups Tuesdays. at 7, right? Sign up's at 7, yes Yeah
1: Well, guys, this has been Unloading Meat I am Jared, Ralphie Allen You know, the show that has so much size we gotta unload that meat left and right (laughs) left right um (laughs) thank you so much misty von b for being on here you've been wonderful
2: no problem guys i'm
1: i'm i'm unloading meat. (laughs) i'm jared ralphie allen that's misty von b peace why did i do that that's a fucked up peace sign peace yeah why am i doing peace
0: Thanks.